Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I am Jay Thomas. This week we are doing a doubleheader of Super Mario Brothers, the movie, the new one, and John Wick Chapter 4. But let's kick things off with a couple of plumbers. Not sure if you know who I am, but I'm about to rule the world. Wow, uh, <laughs> yay. But there's one problem. There's a human has a mustache just like you. <laughs> Do you think I know every human being with a mustache wearing an identical outfit with a hat with the letter of his first name on it? <laughs> because I don't. Bowser is coming. Together, we are going to stop that monster. How? Look at us. We're adorable. Wahoo! The Super Mario Brothers movie tells the story of the Super Mario Brothers on their journey through the Mushroom Kingdom. I mean, that's that's mostly true. Chris Pratt is the voice of Mario, which the internet went crazy about when they first heard it. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is Princess Peach. Luigi played perfectly by Charlie Day. Again, a perfect performance from Jack Black as Bowser. Keegan-Michael Key also in this. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is Toad. And, you know, it. if you like Super Mario Brothers, if you've ever enjoyed playing the games, I think this movie will work for you. I remember when I first heard uh, some of the reviews after the movie had kind of come out, and there were people saying, well, it's a dumb movie. It's not very good. The story is not very good. It's goddamn Super Mario Brothers. What story could they tell that would make any sense at all? I think the best thing about this movie is that it captures the game's so perfectly like every era of the Mario Brothers games is represented here and I had a lot of fun watching it right off the bat I don't really know that I remember everything about it other than Bowser's trying to take over he's got the star like the magical star and he wants to take over uh, basically every world and he wants to impress Princess Peach and marry her that's his goal and Jack Black just sounds like he's voicing it with so much fun and passion and clearly loves being Bowser. And, I mean, it's basically just kind of Jack Black, but with a much deeper, growlier, angry voice. And uh, I I enjoyed it. I, re- I think my favorite parts involve Mario and Luigi together. So basically the beginning and the end. Uh, Luigi sort of disappears for a while when he gets uh, abducted by uh, Bowser. But I, I thought Chris Pratt as Mario was... I thought he was good. I, I really did. I thought... Had no issues with it whatsoever. Mario's lines have always been real ridiculous, but they they find a way to put them in uh, when they can. And Charlie Day, that's exactly how I imagine Luigi being. Just frantic and crazy. And I, they worked really well together. And I was really bummed when they got split up because I knew that was going to happen. And I knew Luigi wasn't really going to be in it a ton after the beginning. And then when they got back together again, I was, like, super excited, and I was having a lot of fun uh, with it. So I hope if they do another one, which I don't see why they wouldn't. This movie made a ton of money. I hope they do one where they're together more because it was 
great. I mean, it was just the I loved watching Mario and Luigi like this so much better than the live action movie from the '90s. I do have a special place in my heart for the live action movie because it's terrible. I mean, it's a really bad movie, and I knew it was bad even when it came out. I think I was only 11. I've referenced that movie a lot on this show before um, because it, it's just so baffling how they incorporated things and tried to make it somewhat realistic, but not really. And this one, it just all worked, and it just all felt, like I've said, the game. It just felt like the games. And I love the Mario games. I think they are so much fun. I have a blast playing them all the time if I get like really stressed out. I'll play the original Mario game, that one, or I will play Super Mario World, the one from Super Nintendo. Uh, it's one of my favorite games of all time, and I love Mario 64. Um, so I, I really love the games, and I think that, that helped. And, it, and clearly, I feel like they're setting up a, a Nintendo universe, which I, I've heard before, but then when I actually watched it, I was like, yeah. And they're definitely planting seeds of other things, which I'm, I'm fine with. I mean, one of the first places that, that you see is a cafe or a diner that uh, is Punch-Out! themed. And Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! One of my favorite games, like, of all time. I think it's because I know the patterns in uh, of the fights. Like, I know what the boxers do, and I know, like, which way to go, because I played it so much growing up. And so, I and I've always thought a Punch-Out! movie would be a lot of fun. I've always thought live-action, but, yeah, let's just go animated. Let's just do the whole thing animated. The only one I, I think I would like to see not animated is Zelda. I think that would be a pretty epic movie, hopefully. You never really know. Um, but no, this is the Super Mario Brothers, the movie was a good time. I really enjoyed it. Seth Rogen was Donkey Kong, but Seth Rogen was basically Seth Rogen. Uh, and he even said before, that he's like, I don't do voices. Like, if you want your character to sound like Seth Rogen, I can do that. And for some reason, though, he really fit Donkey Kong. Like, I, I really thought that worked and, it, and I like that section of the movie too because it it uh, like I said it, it covers all the Mario games from the different areas but also Super Smash Brothers it was very much set up like Smash Brothers and then there's the whole Mario Kart section uh, that that's kind of how they do things in the, like the Donkey Kong land and so I was like yes that's great I because I love Mario Kart love it and I hate it I think like most people and that whole section I thought was really exciting. And it just it perfectly translated from the games to the movie. Maybe it's because it was animated and it just like that's just how it always has looked. And they didn't stray too far from it. Like they didn't try to reinvent the wheel with any of the characters. They are exactly how you've seen them in the past. And I found that really fun. Uh, Princess Peach, played by Anya Taylor-Joy. I thought she was fine. It's probably the most Peach I've ever seen because uh, she's usually the one that's taken uh, instead of Luigi. I enjoyed the time that we saw Luigi uh, kidnapped with the other pr- prisoners. Uh, they were there's a, a little like star character that is uh, super depressing, and I loved everything that he said. And it's just it was goofy. I mean, it was a goofy fun time. And uh, I think if you've ever enjoyed not- Nintendo. There's no reason for you to not not enjoy this. The one thing that just completely threw me off, and it's not a bad thing necessarily, but I've always uh, thought that Mario was, you know, like in his 40s because he just looks like he kind of is. Apparently, he's always been been in his early to mid-20s, which I was like, what the hell? He lives with his entire family, lots of brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and his mom and dad. And there's a part where, you know, he they don't, really have a lot of faith in Mario and Luigi as, as plumbers for some reason. And Mario goes into his room and, and is playing Kid Icarus. 
on the Nintendo. And I'm like, oh, God, Mario's young. What? How? Why? What? <laughs> I was I was completely like, I don't understand. And, you know, I, I think because every time they've done it live action, we had Captain Lou from WWE back in the day. He was uh, Mario in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And then, you know, Bob Hoskins played him in the 90s movie. And he was also, you know... I would imagine in his 40s. I believe he's in his 40s, maybe even 50s. And that's just what I always assumed Mario was. I guess I don't think of young plumbers either. For some reason, I always just imagine them older. I don't know why, uh, but that really was like, what? But yeah, if they want to make more Mario movies, I will watch them. I, I really had a good time watching the Super Mario Brothers movie. I don't even really like like the Minion movies, and those are the people that made this, but uh, it it worked. It worked for me. Again, maybe because I I didn't care what the story really was. I mean, it's pretty basic. They he's got to go stop Bowser and save his brother, and that's what you always do in the games. So yeah, it's great. There's a part where uh, Princess Peach is doing this obstacle course, and she like uh, jumps and kind of hovers in the sky. I'm like, that's how she moves in Super Mario Brothers too. I was totally geeking out over stuff like that. Sound effects, uh, music cues. I was like, yes, all the yes. It was a blast. Enjoy yourself. Feel like you're eight years old again. That's what I did. And now let's get to a movie that uh, couldn't be more different from Super Mario Brothers, John Wick Chapter 4. This hit goes out to you, Mr. Wick. Woke up this morning. 42 regular, wasn't it? Yeah. And so it begins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living in this time behind enemy lines, so I got mine, I hope you Challenge you to single combat. If you win, you will have your freedom. And when I see you, I'm gonna take what I want, so. Amen. This time around, John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table, but before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. Uh, John Wick 4 is nearly three hours. And uh, it does feel like it after a while. It, here's the thing. I really enjoy the John Wick movies, but I don't have, like, a love and passion for them. I think they're a blast to watch. They're always very exciting. The action is always great. And this one, the action scenes are really, really good. But my issue with these movies is I really couldn't tell you which one is which at any given time. They're super repetitive but exciting is the thing like every scene i see stuff that i've never seen before but then i always kind of forget about it because every scene is a crazy action scene like every single one and it's like that through the entire franchise i mean it's even like that in the first one first one now seems very calm compared to what they've become Uh, and there was part of me that wanted to watch all of them in a row i've done that before i've watched one through three back to back to back and uh, I remember liking it, but man, I, f- I was exhausted by the end because it gets so repetitive. I mean, his movements are basically the same. I mean, I love Keanu Reeves, and he knows how to play John Wick. He's kind of perfect in the role because John Wick is just very stoic and just is very – he doesn't seem human, you know? Like, he's sort of above being a human being, and that is clear with the amount of punishment he can take. I mean, I don't know how many times in the series I've been like, well, he's dead. That He should be dead right now. How is he living? I love the way Keanu Reeves plays him, but it's so weird because, like, he's not 
doing the best acting job I've ever seen. He's doing a great action job. I mean, he's so good at doing the stunts and the uh, the, the action scenes and the gunplay, which is just nonstop. I mean, clearly he does his training, and I'm always just amazed at, at how they make the scenes happen. Anytime he has a line of dialogue, the, the choices he makes of how he says things are so strange. And the way he says, yeah, is just, I giggle every time. Like, I laughed a lot during this movie. And, like, there's there's a character in this movie, in the fourth one, where... So, basically, John Wick has... He finds out there is a way for him to become free. And where he won't have this price over his head. And he can finally uh, get out of this predicament that he's been in since the very first movie. But he has to do a lot of things to do that. He has to go see these people. He's got to kill these people. And he's got to go kill somebody specific for them. And it's this Russian guy that is basically the kingpin from the comic books. Like, it's a guy that's clearly not fat in a fat suit, in a giant purple outfit, who can do martial arts and take an insane amount of punishment. And I saw him and I go, this is ridiculous. Are they? Is this movie being real right now? I laughed when I saw him, but I again, I was like, this is fun, though. This is a good time. But every, like, the beginning part is really good. There's a lot of uh, people that they've added to the movie that I really enjoy. Clancy Brown plays the Harbinger. He's like, I don't know if he's the head of the high table. You still don't know. You always learn a little bit more about this high table and like their their world and their society which every, with every movie, but you still don't know everything. And I, think, I mean, I think they're leaving room for spinoffs and stuff like that and maybe even more John Wick movies, but uh, I like him in pretty much everything he's in. Ian McShane's back again as Winston. Bill Skarsgård plays the uh, big bad in this one. He's, he played... Uh, uh, Pennywise, Lawrence Fishburne's back again. I don't really know what his he plays the Bowery King. I guess that's where John Wick was at the end of the last movie was with Lawrence Fishburne, and I for I kind of forgotten that's where it was. I had to watch a recap before I watched this movie because I'm like I don't remember what's going on. Uh, my favorite addition to the movie though is Donnie Yen as Kane. He was in Rogue One and he's a star of the Ip Man movies, and uh, he's just amazing in this. He plays a a blind assassin. That's a crazy martial artist with a sword. I've been really into like samurai movies in the last few years, and especially it just in the last couple months, I've watched a lot of uh, Chinese martial arts movies and Japanese martial arts movies, and a lot of stuff with samurais. and And they've incorporated that very well into this. And he's so good at the action scenes, and I loved all of the scenes that he was in because he just he plays this just really cool assassin guy. And I was like, oh, why wow, he's blind again? Like he was in. Uh, Rogue One. And then I think I'm like, is he blind? I don't think he is. Um, Hiroyuki Sanada, who was in, he was in the Mortal Kombat remake as uh, Scorpion. He's also in this. He plays uh, a guy that runs one of the hotels or whatever they're called that John Wick can go to. And he's he's one of John Wick's friends. Both the guys are. Um, however, he's on opposite sides with some of them. And there's a really great scene in the very beginning, there's this really great action scene that mixes the insane shoot 'em up gun play of all the other movies, and then mixed with like this martial arts movie with Donnie Yen and uh, Sonata in it. That I was like, oh man, this is amazing! Like I really love the way this is filmed. It looks cool. It's a little bit different than everything we've ever seen in the other movies. But then you know, as it as that gets over, then it just sort of gets back to being the same John Wick movies we've seen every other time. But you know what? They're all good. I enjoy every single one of them. I have fun watching every one of them. 
I'm just blown away by the the stunts and the action scenes, even though I get bored with them eventually. Like, I watched John Wick Chapter 4 in two parts. I watched most of it a couple nights ago, and then I finished I finished it earlier. I found a good spot. Like, it was definitely leading to the, the end of the movie, and I was like, all right, I can take a break here. Because I watched it at night, and I was getting tired, and I was kind of getting bored because, like, really... If you've ever played, like, a beat-em-up game in the arcade or any of the Streets of Rage games, I mean, that's basically what these are. Like, it's just bad guys nonstop coming and John Wick shooting all of them and killing every one of them and hurting them. And then he he's getting hurt and he's wobbling around. At least he's had time to, like, get better from his injuries in this one. I don't know how much time is in between the third and fourth movie. I don't think a lot of time, but he's healed. But he's always had this weird, like, wobble run thing that he does, and his suits are always, they don't look like they're armored, but they are, and so he's always, like, flipping up his 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 coat over his face, and just the way he does it and shoots, like, he's wobbling back and forth, and he looks like a crazy witch, and it's just, I laugh so much when he's running around, because he's always, like, doing this sidestep, and he always ends up hurting himself, so he's always, like, injured, but running, and then... I just realized what his run looks like, what it reminds me of. Uh, Horatio Sands on Saturday Night Live when uh, he's doing a sketch with Jimmy Fallon where they're, they're in a leather store. The way he, <laughs> This is a very deep cut on Saturday Night Live. I, I don't even know how famous of a sketch it is, but look it up. It's Horatio Sands, Jimmy Fallon in a leather store on SNL, and the way the character like shuffles and runs back and forth, it's exactly how John Wick runs in all of these movies. <laughs> And now I'm going to be laughing at it forever now that I finally realize what it is. But I like there's certain characters that come in and, and that are, seem bad and then they're kind of good, but they're still kind of bad because they're all assassins. And there's a cool kind of homage to the Warriors with a DJ uh, that's that's playing a song on the radio and ev- all the assassins are listening. It's like their, their radio station, I guess. And then it's just John Wick getting chased but they're narrating it a little bit, and it's just like The Warriors, and I really like that because The Warriors is one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, there's another new character called The Tracker. Uh, Shamir Anderson plays him, and I liked him because he's sort of, I think, very early in his career in this assassination world. I don't even know. Hitman world? I don't know what it's called. Uh, he has a dog with him. There's a lot of dog situations, uh, and he's sort of in a place where he could either go bad with the high table or stick to John Wick's side. And I don't really... I must have spaced off when they explained exactly what his character is about. I don't really... I know he's tracking John Wick, but I don't really know if it's for the good guys or the bad guys or if he's on his side. He kind of is both, I guess. And there's a scene with him where he's being tested uh, by Bill Skarsgård's character. And uh, it, it was a scene that made me like, Ugh. I was kind of flinching the entire scene. It was, it was pretty graphic and violent but i uh i enjoyed it but there's <laughs> there's a, a running thing in this movie where john wick gets hit by like a lot of cars like a lot of people get hit by cars and they're fine and there's a there's a moment and i don't want to spoil too much of the movie but there's a moment where a dog the the tracker's dog gets hit by a car he kind of gets thrown after he's a- attacking someone and the car hits him he just gets back up and i'm like Come on now. I, like, I don't want to see another dog die in this franchise, but I don't know the dog's just going to get right back up after getting hit by a car. But he does, just like John Wick. He's the John Wick of dogs. And then the movie kind of sets up a big grand finale that is a standoff, like a Western standoff. There's a lot of moments that this movie feels like an old-school 
Western movie, like in the very beginning, and then kind of a martial arts samurai movie, and there's lots of, I think, nods to that, especially with Donnie Yen's character uh, throughout the whole movie. And if they did a spinoff with, with Donnie Yen's character, I'd be super excited. I know they're going to do more in the world of John Wick. I, I, the ballerina is going to be a movie. I remember she was in one of them. I think the third one, maybe? Question mark? I don't know. I think it was the third movie. Again, they all kind of blend together for me. Uh, and even when I was watching this one, I kept thinking, like, I don't know how much I like this movie. It's it's the same thing over and over again. And then there's this other moment. There's this, what towards the end, there's this really crazy action scene you see it from above, like your POV's above everybody. And John Wick, somehow, I didn't see where he got it, but he has like exploding ammunition. And the whole time I'm thinking like, this whole movie's like a video game. Like I, I mentioned the Streets of Rage thing, and it's just like any of those where the, there's just people constantly coming. And then they did this over-the-head shot that is, and he's using explosive rounds. I'm like, Jesus, this just got even more video game than it was before. But I loved it. I was, I found it very exciting and enjoyable. So, you know, it, I kept going back and forth about whether or not I was I was going to recommend the movie. I mean, I think I knew from the very beginning I was going to recommend John Wick Chapter 4 because it is very exciting. It's shot very well. It, there's some really beautiful scenes in this movie. The, just the lighting's really good. There's, there's a one, there's a part, like, in the beginning that looks very fake of, like, where they're at. And it just, I don't know. This <laughs> There's so many moments in, in the John Wick movies that are so silly and like trying to be super cool and like hey we're a really cool movie did you see that the one-liners that pop up and just kind of the ridiculous scenes but somehow they always end up winning me over in the end and I really like the ending of this movie I thought it, it, it could have gone a lot of different ways and I really liked how they how they did it it, it sets up it, it could be the end of the movie it could be the end of the franchise as far as like the main storyline it could be the end it might not be the end it, it, it's one of those that it does feel like it's the end, but again, this made a bunch of money, so probably not. And I'm sure John Wick will pop up in some of the prequels, and I know there's going to be a TV series, which I think takes place with Winston, Ian McShane's character, and Lance Reddick's character, which, by the way, Lance Reddick is in this movie as well, and it was good to see him after he just recently passed away. I've always liked him as an actor, and anytime he pops up in anything, I'm always excited to see him. Even in White Men Can't Jump, the remake, which I also watched recently, that movie wasn't very good, but I was happy to see Lance Reddick in that too. But overall, I got to recommend it. I, I love the ending. I love the any moment that uh, Donnie Yen was in any scene I thought was better than any of the other John Wick movies. Um, the action is really good when he's using the guns and the swords. A again, Keanu Reeves, amazing at what he does in this movie. Some of the acting choices... Very weird, very goofy. I think overall just the character of John Wick is very strange. But, you know, I love it. I can't help it. Do I want to watch all four of them in a row? Yes. But I don't know that I'll be able to. I could, it was fun, It's funny. I, I had a friend of mine posted on Facebook a picture from the new movie. They're like, first still of, of John Wick Chapter 4. And I'm like, I couldn't tell you which one. That it looks like every other shot of John Wick that's been in any every, every other movie. It's the same thing, and this is the same thing. The action's just a little different here and there, but it's mostly the same thing. If you liked the first three, you're going to like this one. You're going to love it because it's a great fourth movie. It's amazing how all of them are pretty much the exact same, and I mean that in quality. Like they're, they, It's never dipped, I don't think. It's ramped up at times, and it's gotten better in some ways, and 
I like kind of the mythology of it, but I don't know that I need any more. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I need to learn too much about this this world. Like, at first, when I first saw the movie, I was like, oh, I'm kind of curious to what this, this is. But I think the more we learn, the more I'm like, this is just, there's getting to be a lot. There's a lot going on here. It's it's interesting and it's neat, but I, I don't know how far down the rabbit hole I need to go with the backstories and mythologies of, of John Wick. I do like the, the new characters of Kane and Shimazu, and I think it would be kind of cool to see their backstory and with, maybe with John Wick. Like, I, because they're all kind of friends, and so... That I found very interesting. I got I got so bored during some of the action scenes because they just keep going. And then when you think they're over, a new set of bad guys show up. Like there's a moment where he has to get up this staircase. It's like a 10, 15 minute scene. He finally gets to the top and then he falls back down. And you'd think the amount of stairs that he fell and the crunching that you hear that he's dead. But he's like, all right, and he gets back up. And then more guys come and he has to kill them. It's exhausting. But it's a really good time. Super Mario Brothers and John Wick Chapter 4. Recommend them both. They're both streaming now. They're both in theaters, I think, still. However you want to watch them, do it. I encourage you. They're both a lot of fun. The Rewatch Podcast is an Alpha Media production. Yeah.